Welcome to the third episode of the Spooky Ookie Podcast. I'm your host, Ken. I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. On this episode, we're going to be soaring through the skies to uncover the mystical origin of witches, travel back to the 90s to discuss the cult classic movie, The Craft, talk to my guests about their paranormal encounters, play an ooky spooky game, and then finally I will be giving my guests an in-depth tarot reading. I would like to note that all podcast episodes are being recorded virtually, keeping in mind of social distancing and keeping all my guests safe in their own homes. This week, my guest is truly a magical maiden. She's a world traveler, a grammar guru, has the gift of gab, and is my favorite Aquarius. It's my pleasure to introduce my friend, Caitlin Schwimmer. Is that how you say your last name? Schwimmer? <laughs> That's how you say it, yeah. Any relation to David? My uncle's name is David Schwimmer, but it's not, he's not the guy from Friends. He's, oh. he's an insurance man, I think. Oh. So. <laughs> Do you get that question a lot? Do people? Oh my God, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Only back when we worked together, I, there was one time I made a phone call and I was like, hi, this is Caitlin Schwimmer calling from Big Click. And the guy was like, I'm sorry. It was like, Caitlin Schwimmer calling from Big Click. And he's like, one more time. And I was like, Caitlin Schwimmer calling. And he goes, oh my God, I thought you were saying Caitlin Jenner. <laughs> I was like, no. And also, I hope my voice does not sound like hers because, you know, that's like one thing she didn't quite nail in the nose You're as like, well. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't listened to her. I really. was caught off guard with that story, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so, just for listeners to know, she is not related to David Schwimmer. She has a similar or name. Or Caitlyn Jenner. Or Caitlyn Jenner. Um, that we know of, unless have you taken like a DNA test? That's like a fair point, I haven't, and she does spell it the same way I do, Caitlin. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how that would have a blood relation to it, but I feel like somehow there's a connection. Right. <laughs> um. So Caitlin, you are my third guest. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, you've, you've listened to some of the episodes, right? I have listened to both the episodes, and I've loved them. They're amazing. Um, uh, it's- I super get chills all the time whenever I hear the ghost stories. So I say whenever, <laughs> like, I'm listening to the episodes more than once. Like, I probably will, but... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope that everyone's just, like, when they're bored, like, let's just, like, uh, re-listen to that. So uh, I might have missed something. Um, you never do but- know. No, you don't. You, I, I find new things every time when I watch an, a movie that I've already seen. So, like, right. um, just to <laughs> hop into it, though, Caitlin, to this week's theme is witches. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, those, you know, they're mystical beings who have influence over nature and the unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, many cultures have their own history with them. Uh, in ancient Egypt, for example, uh, sorcery was, like, the first known, like, you know, example of witchcraft um, in history. And then moving on to the Americas, where we're famous for our Salem witch trials, where I think over 200 plus women were falsely accused and burned alive for it. So, um, I mean, I suppose we'll never know if the accusations were technically false, but probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume like. <laughs> I, mean, I don't actually, think no, regardless I, they deserve their fate. So let me just be clear yeah. on that. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, negate that, anything. <laughs> You know what? That's true. I probably I misspoke. I said falsely accused. Some of them might have actually been witches, and um, though that should not warrant them being burned alive, I'm pretty sure. Um, or drowned. Or, or drowned or hung um, or dragged. I think one of the stories I saw online because I wanted to look into like the you know the 
the the myth of of witches and one of them was that um one of the Salem witch trial uh you know I guess you would call them a victim or acute accused um was pressed alive so she was like <gasps> pressed between two weights until she squished and I was like that is disgusting <laughs> that's that's a thing though like what I <laughs> We performed the crucible when I was like 11 years old. I don't know why we were doing that at that age. Um, for anyone who's not familiar, the crucible is Arthur Miller and it's a play about the Salem with trials. And I think that one, obviously it's conjecture, but like Arthur Miller did try to take historical records. So it's following John Proctor and his wife, Elizabeth Proctor. Oh. And there's a part in there where they talk about some man that got indicted and they're like, uh-huh. I can't believe he's being tried for being a witch. And they said that they got a confession out of him by doing that. They put shit tons of heavy books on him until he was, like, under so much weight that he couldn't cope. And he was like, fuck it, I'm a witch. Oh. Yeah. That's so. That's scary and right? effective. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, torture is generally a very effective way to get someone to confess <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever I, you want them to. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Uh, how do, how does one follow that sentence? I I just <laughs> <laughs> um, do you um, believe in witches, Caitlin? I yes and no. I certainly don't believe that. Like, how do I explain this? I think that there are people that that can mess with energy mm-hmm. more than other people can, or like have honed that ability Mm -hmm. um i don't know that i believe in witches in the way that our culture like views them or distinguishes them what's the word i'm looking for Um, just like how the media yeah 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 yeah. okay Um, it's funny i recently read an instagram post from oh shoot let me go find it it was like (laughs) this thing no no, it's like it's worth like at least reading the gist of um (laughs) It's a really cool flower shop that Elise showed me called Wretched Flowers. I'll just plug someone else. <laughs> yeah, like, plug uh, a small business. Right? Yeah, I think they're based in like New York or something. But they have this whole thing about witches. And they were saying, um, why do witches fly around on broomsticks? Mm-hmm. And basically back in the day, there's several medieval written accounts that says that so-called witches used a variety of hallucinogens. Uh, to make an ointment and then they smear the ointment onto a broomstick and get high from pressing it up themselves. Right? Oh. I know. <laughs> uh, so this was Alice Keitler was Ireland's earliest known accused witch condemned to death for killing her husband with sorcery in 1324. According to the investigation records, in rife, this is a direct quote, in rifling the closet of the lady, they found a pipe of ointment wherewith she greased her staff upon which she ambled and galloped through thick and thin. That's the end of the quote. So women self-medicating, pleasuring themselves and practicing sovereignty over their own bodies, they must be witches. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And the sad part is, like, that still continues to the modern day, just in a different form. (laughs) Oh, completely. It goes on. It's like most witch hunts happen during times when uh, hegemonic values were threatened and anxiety about women and what place they had in society was somewhat up for debate. Too close Mm -hmm. to home? (laughs) So what's with the flying then? The most obvious explanation is that those who hallucinated felt like they were flying and these experiences were expressed during witch trials. Confessions, 
were often forced by torture, as you and I just talked about. Oh my god! So, can you, yeah, can you imagine like living in that time period? Right. Oh my god! Uh, One wrong move, according to the patriarchy, and you're just donezo. Yeah, and that it's so sad because, like, as I said, like it it's still prevalent in culture, and also if you just like look through religious like history as well, um, in some cultures there's like a like kind of like a female deity that's represented, and a lot of times like the if you like read between the books, there's like a lot of um, attempts to devalue or, or or like like look at the the female deity in like a bad light because she is powerful. Oh, totally. I feel like a lot of times in society we do that too when we see like a powerful woman like there's just like a something that happens where people try to tear them down or right. like make them feel lesser and so it's just it's sad. <laughs> it is. Well, and it's funny like when I sat down to watch the craft my brother walked by and he was like, "Oh, you're watching this." And he stopped for a second and he was like, huh, "Girls in their witch phases." And afterwards I was like thinking about it and I was like, "You know, that's a thing in part because witches are one of the only like powerful female figures that girls have growing up. Yeah. Even though like sometimes they're presented as evil. Although I feel like, you know, we got both. Like there was the good witch, like Sabrina and mm-hmm. like scary witches. It's still like, you no, know, that's like women in society who are known to be powerful, whether or not that power is good or bad is, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the story. But like yeah. the point is they've still got it. And that's pretty big. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Or at least I feel like that's what did it for me when I was a kid. I yeah. loved. You love Sabrina? Was that your your oh witch show? I saw Sabrina. That was totally my witch show. Mm, even the later seasons when she's like an adult and she's no, like. No, I only saw that really recently. So, oh. <laughs> uh, fun fact: all of Sabrina's on Hulu. Go for it. Even the I, older ones. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. All of them. Like literally, the entire series is on Hulu. Ooh. So I rewatched. And I had never seen the final season, which gets super weird. Well, I don't want to like spoil, but <laughs> but it's awkward because like the ants leave, so then it's just like the yeah. friends are like, really? But but yeah, yeah. Um, I, Sabrina was definitely one of the shows that I I love to watch, especially with my sisters. I also am a huge like Nick Eight Night kind of guy, so <laughs> I loved Bewitched. Oh like, my god, was... I loved Bewitched. Like the nose. About, yep, exactly. My mama always talked about how much when she was little, she'd try to like, you know, do the wiggle uh-huh. and see if anything happened. Mm-hmm. And Samantha Stevens, that was bewitched. She was the boss in the relationship. Like she didn't let Darren walk all over her absolutely at all. Was. Darren would come and be like, oh no, this is <laughs> to do again. And she'd be like, yeah, whatever, Darren, I've got this. I'm a freaking Yeah. Girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do what I want still. Cool. <laughs> um, that I think that's like the thing about like witches. Like I also sort of believe in witches, but um, I don't. I, I've never seen a an actual representation of like witchcraft that does something, you know. So I haven't like encountered it. But I just love the idea of powerful women, like some women who who have something, you know, that you know sets them up because a lot of times we, you know, have women teared down in our culture. So I just like the idea of powerful women. I know that there's like male witches too, but I usually just associate like witches and witchcraft with women. Yeah, very much so. That's, and I think that's a common thing. And again, like going back to that Instagram post I read and stuff, like I think 
so mm-hmm. much of the older idea was like, how could women have as much knowledge as they do? Mm-hmm. She could only be a witch. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there were people out there trying to like cast spells and shit, but like, yeah. Or it's just like, oh, if you had like medical knowledge, <laughs> people look at it was like advanced or like different from rest of society. Yeah. Like, oh no, like if she can heal people, probably it's yeah. Sick. <laughs> Have you, um, this is kind of a question that I was wanting to ask you. Have you ever tried to do any magic or like cast any spells? <laughs> I'm sure I did as a kid. Mm. Like, I can't think of any specific moments. I know that I got my hands on a deck of tarot cards. I must have been between the ages of like 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how effective those readings were, but they <laughs> <laughs> out of my mind. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure there was a time where I tried to cast balls in my life. Like, oh. I can't remember it specifically, but I guarantee you it totally happened. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did. I feel like everyone did. Like, um, yeah, I mean, but it's it's a it's like a fun a fun uh, avenue for people to you know explore and to you know you it know. Is. I think it's not a bad thing too because I think. I mean, again, like media portrayal of riches versus like yeah. what we actually have to work with, obviously very different. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that everyone has that same idea of like, go get out into nature and try to connect with the energies and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like, as long mm-hmm. as you're not like wishing someone to be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like profoundly horrific, <laughs> whatever you're trying yeah. to achieve. <laughs> I think yeah, it can please. be kind of a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, please don't wish anybody death. That's just, yeah. you know. <laughs> like next level. Yeah. I also, I think though, like, as you were talking about it, do you think people have an ability to tap into energy and like, you know, connect with nature? I don't know if that's particularly magic or something else, but, you know, I do think that there's, you know, something, I don't, just don't know kind of what it is. And yeah. if I would define it as like witchcraft or magic or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or my <laughs> Oh my not, oh my not. Uh, uh, something. <laughs> Sorry, I know. No, no, no. It's okay. This is perfect. We were going to be transitioning anyway. Um, before we get into Mana, though, I have to ask you: Have you ever had any paranormal encounters of your own, or know anybody who has had a paranormal encounter? I know people who have. Okay. I maybe have like once, but I don't know. Basically, I for my friends. Um, bachelorette we had rented out like a huge Airbnb and this was in England mm-hmm. it was an old church and I didn't think anything of the fact that we were sticking in an old church and there was nothing super creepy it was just I know like I promise you Ken I know that we were turning off all the lights like before we went to bed uh-huh. we'd wake up in the morning and like it'd be you know like daylight and there'd be lights yeah. on so and like and even after like because there were about 16 of us, I think. Everyone left, and then me, the bride, her mom, and my mom stayed behind one extra night, so it was just the four of us. Okay. So just four of us. We definitely turned those lights off. I was the first one awake, and I swear to you, the lights were on again. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. Like, Creepy. So I didn't feel anything, like, bad. Like, there were no bad vibes or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, but that's kind of a boring one. It's just light switches. Um <laughs> That's so cool. Don't devalue your paranormal experience. experience. Um, No, a good, like, creepy one that I heard that was a friend of a friend. 
Mm-hmm. I want to say her name was Jen. I don't actually know. So we'll call her that. Um, and this girl, Jen, had just moved into a new house with her family. And she had the upstairs room. There was like an A-frame window, you know, like a little alcove bit. Okay, and, yeah. Um, and she woke up one night and there was like a man standing at the end of her bed with a top hat. And she was like, what the hell? And I think that she like shut her eyes really tight, opened them, saw him again. And I don't know if she left the room or she shut them again and opened and he was gone. But she was kind of like, that was weird. It must've been a bad dream, whatever, letting it go. And then within that same week, she was in her room changing or something. And she happened to glance over by the little A-frame window nook and he was standing in the frame and because he was taller than it. He had his head like tilted to the side, like to fit in the frame. And like that time she ran screaming and she like freaked out, still wasn't saying anything. And then finally, like, I don't know, sometime even later in that week over breakfast, she was sitting with her parents and she like, wasn't going to say anything. She's like, oh, I'm nuts. And her yeah. mom goes, so I've been seeing this man in the house. <sighs> Oh no! I don't know if they moved or what they did about it, but I, I hope they did. Right? Freaking terrifying, or like I don't know, do a sage ceremony or something. Clear no, yeah, you shit. you sage, you crystal, you do everything, yeah. and if none of that works, you move. You put your house yeah. on the market, and you <laughs> get gone. <laughs> no thanks, right? Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? It's also sad when you were talking about the story. I was thinking when you said the top hat. I was like, is Mr. Moneybags haunting her? Like the, <laughs> the, the Monopoly, like, I think, yeah. guy? I feel like he's a very, if even personified, he'd be like a short kind of squat dude. And okay, now that's... Like tall and long and lean. Or this is okay. how I'm picturing it. I don't actually, I've heard this story like, probably Wait, 10 so, years ago. But if it's not Mr. Moneybags and he's tall and he has a top hat, is it Lincoln? Was she being haunted by Abraham but Lincoln? I think... As you say that actually now, I feel like that's what I was picturing in my head was like an Abe Lincoln situation. Yeah. I'm sure he was just a different tall lanky man with a top hat who, I don't know, probably lived in that house at some point. I yeah. I don't know what his intentions were. Like, Maybe he's that's, lonely. That's all I remember but... about the story, but I don't know. That sounds really fucking pervy to me. Don't be looking at her while she's getting dressed in the air. Like, no, but dude. like... I mean, I don't know the rules of of ghosts, but like maybe he's like stuck in that house and he's like a single old ghost <laughs> and he doesn't have like booter, like it's like Tinder, like... but like booter, like ooh, ooh. He can't meet up anybody because he can't leave the house. And so he all he has is like the prospects that are in the house. So maybe still not an excuse to be like peeping Tom. Yeah, that's true. That's that's predatory. Ghost yeah, or not, true. okay? Like no. Yeah. Now, creepy Abraham Lincoln, ghost stalker. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on from ghosts, though. Um, as we sort of hinted at earlier when Caitlin said Mana. Uh, <laughs> Manon. Manon. Is it Manon or Manon? I, they kept I saying Mana in the movie. Well, I think, first of all, I think a lot of them were Canadian based on the way they said about <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't know if that would impact this or not, but I thought it was There's like a deep Manon. northern roots and in this also, movie. Also, <laughs> I know a French girl named Manon, <laughs> like M A N O N, the way they spell it. Oh, okay. Um, I know that's how they spell it because I had to turn on the the subtitles at one point, <laughs> only to hear one very specific line. But then I just left them on in case like there was anything else I couldn't hear. So. Yeah. Um. So 
we watched for this week's movie, The Craft, which was directed by Andrew Fleming. And it actually came out on May 3rd in 1996. Um, Just to give the listeners a little bit of an idea of the plot of the movie. uh, The movie opens up with our lead character, Sarah. She's moving into a new home with her widow father. Um, Sarah begins school shortly after moving in. And she meets these three kind of, what would you say, Kaylin, alternative girls? Kind of gothy, but like gothy, hot topic realness, like totally hot topic. Realness. Yeah, and that's their names are uh, Nancy, uh, Bonnie, and Rochelle. Um, and these girls have been on the hunt for their fourth, um, for their little like circle coven situation. And um, Sarah, um, after having some mishaps with boys, finally sort of crosses path with uh, these girls, and they quickly bring her into their ropes. Um, Sarah herself has like a natural affinity to magic. She doesn't really have to do much for things to happen. Um, and I think her her joining the group was what, you know, set them um, on their path to getting the powers and kind of uh, things kind of fixing uh, a lot of their issues, such as uh, skin issues and hair issues and bullying and stuff like that. But uh, let's just jump into it. Caitlin, yeah. what did you uh, think of the movie? I was expecting it to be like way cheesier than it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a little bit, I mean, low key bummed that it wasn't more cheesy, but like also impressed. Like I, I felt like for what you were getting, they had pretty somewhat realistic, like teenager reactions and, mm-hmm. um, and they did leave like a couple of loose ish ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was more like serious than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, th- this this whole movie is interesting. Also, you said earlier about them playing uh, teenagers. None of them actually were teenagers. Like uh, when they wow. when they filmed this, so, I mean, we're not surprised. Are we shocked? Were, yeah. <laughs> no, but they were like all in their mid twenties. But I thought it was like a fun fact to throw in there for the for the listeners out there. Um, I mean, they certainly look like they're in their mid twenties, and I feel like on top of that, because it's like nineties styling, even mm-hmm. though some of the clothing is definitely what's back in right now, like. Mm-hmm. They just look older because the time is older. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if no, you ever watch, like, rewatch Friends, you're like, they all look fully 30 years old and they're supposed to be like 25. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, I think it's just because their style is dated. <laughs> This movie is very interesting because a lot of things happen at a quick rate. I think this movie is like a an hour and a half, uh, hour and yeah, 45. like hour and forty five, and it does. It goes pretty like they do just kind of breeze through stuff. Yeah, and it, it's really intense because um, there's a lot of like underlying currents in this movie for like each of the four girls. Um, each of them are sort of dealing with their own, you know, baggage. Uh, whether it's Sarah who's dealing with the loss of her mother, uh, whether it's Nancy who's suffering from an abusive stepfather and a bad living situation. She lives in a trailer park. Um, Bonnie has like this weird. Did we ever figure out what the skin no, issue? No, they never tell you why. But Bonnie's got a bunch of scars. Like I guess you hear it in the beginning sarah's talking with 90s hot boy chris who is yeah. like epitome of a 90s hot guy yeah. and uh and he like gives her the rundown on each of them because they're like oh it's the rumors they're all witches and uh-huh. i think he says like rochelle's a huge slut i can't remember what he says about nancy but uh-huh. he mentions that um that bonnie she- or what's her name yeah bonnie, bonnie uh yeah had like a 
burn accident or something. Oh. That the scars are from whatever that incident was. Oh, okay. And then Rochelle keeps getting bullied by like all the, the white girls because she's a, a, a black girl in like a pretty much only yeah, white. Yeah, they come school. right out with that too. She's like, "Why don't you like me? Why are you teasing me?" And yeah, uh, and it's <laughs> it's Marsha. <laughs> yeah, it's Mar- the girl who plays Marsha plays like the bully in this movie. Uh, yeah, but she like straight up says it's because you're black, and I can't remember the word she uses. It was some very bizarre like. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, and it was really strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I mean, they made it perfectly clear what she meant by that, but it was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. So, <laughs> it, uh, we, we're gonna touch on her a little bit later too, because I wa- wanted to say something, but like, um, it's it, it's interesting because all these girls have like their own underlying issues that they they make a point to like show you each because their whole storyline is like tra- you know is a certain trajectory. Yeah. Well, the hilarious them. thing is that Sarah and Nancy have like fairly deep shit to deal with, and then yeah, Bonnie. I mean, not that it's not like having burns wouldn't affect you emotionally and mentally yeah. and same being bullied, but like <laughs> they're like, oh. We just have burn marks and a bully, and the other two are like, I've got deep-seated trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fair shake for all the characters. Like, some of them we're dealing with a lot more than the other ones. Yeah. yeah, developmentally, yeah. Um, I will say, though, fun fact for the listeners, uh, the person who plays Bonnie is horror movie legend Nev Campbell. And I was surprised she was in this because she definitely filmed this after she's already like in that Scream franchise. I'm pretty sure like she she was already established at this point, which is extra interesting then because she I didn't know that. Um, like I knew I recognized Nev Campbell, but I don't generally do horror movies. Oh. Uh, but she's not even, I mean, she is technically lead, but she's not one of the two main leads in this. No, she's like a, a backup lead. Yeah, totally. Actually, no, this actually makes complete sense. I just Googled it. Yes, okay. I did a live Google for you guys Google. because I care about having Ooh. accurate information on this podcast. Uh, Nev Campbell actually filmed Scream after this. So I misquoted myself, but we did a live, you know, fact check for you and it's been corrected. So this was before she was like a big horror movie star, but right before, like this on the like cusp of it. Okay, her breakout stage, maybe. Good for <laughs> Nev Campbell. Uh, she was great in this movie, I think. But um, yeah, so like they all are dealing with their own issues. And as the story progresses, we kind of see those issues progress with them naturally, as 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 most movies do. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of when things like really started to pick up and they fully got like all of their powers and they were starting to go off the deep end? Did you think like it made sense, the turning point and how quickly things went? Like, what was your thoughts on that? Because I thought it was kind of odd. It went really fast. To be honest, at the beginning, I was like, as I was talking, I was like, right, none of those three girls that, like, want to be witches have any sort of power. It's all going to be Sarah. Yeah. And so I really didn't expect, and maybe I, I missed something and misinterpreted. I, I didn't expect Nancy to, like, gain power at all. I expected Nancy to get super jealous of Sarah and then, like, yeah. Turn- you know, like, clearly Nancy was going to turn on Sarah. I just didn't know how it happened, but I didn't expect it to be through powers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and then it seemed to me more like 
Nancy took care of. So basically, for the listeners' sake, um, Bonnie has the scars and desperately wants to move. She does not feel beautiful. She is super withdrawn. She wears like oversized baggy clothing. Mm-hmm. She's got like greasy hair. She just like doesn't put any. Not that I had a problem with it, but she doesn't put any effort into appearance. <laughs> they make a point of pointing out um, because she's so embarrassed by these scars that yep. no one can see on a daily basis, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so, like, those get taken care of, her scars go away. Um, and she's doing, was it gene therapy? Yeah, it's like this, it's like um, micrografting, I thought yeah, was going on. Like, yeah. So she's doing that for it. And she, like, that's what, when they send up their little, like, prayers to cast a spell for Manon, because that's what yeah. they call the powerful being, and Manon is everything. Manon's nature, like, I think the way Nancy puts it is, like, if God and man were, like, on a football field playing soccer, mm-hmm. or football, as you would on a football field, whatever. She's like, if God and man were, like, on a field playing a game, Manon would be the sun shining on them, Manon would yeah. be the breeze, like... So Mana is like it, like super mega yeah. powerful. Um, so yeah, Bonnie asks for Mana to remove her scars, mm-hmm. and Rochelle asks about the bullying thing. And you see Sarah trigger the spell against the bully. Yep. But I'm not sure if they were trying to imply that Nancy is the one that helped Bonnie with her skin. Mm. Yeah. That seemed kind of unclear to me. But I don't know. That's that might be like a really niche <laughs> detail. Like yeah. No, I mean, I didn't even think about that. Well, because you see in the scene, you see like Bonnie rocking, and Nancy has like her hands on Bonnie's back, and Bonnie's yeah. like, take away my scars, take away my scars, take away my scars. Yeah. And I guess like Sarah's seeing all of this happening, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Maybe I looked away if she like made an incantation or something i don't know mm. i sort of like i don't know if you felt this way but i sort of like as you said you thought in the beginning it was like all going to be sarah who has like all the power and they don't really have that maybe the whole time in the movie she was truly the only one with the power and they were like siphoning it from her because she was like near that well i think <clears throat> by the end what i got was that nancy either did have some power or was able to gain it through the circles that the four of them did. I think, yeah. Yeah. But I think it was like, a circles for her for sure. Right. But then that said, it seemed like Bonnie and Rochelle never gained any of their own power. No, like, it was always that they like, were able to do was because of one of the other two girls and more specifically yeah. probably because of Sarah. Kind of circling back to Rochelle, as we were saying, she was being bullied by, um, Marsha Brady. Um, <laughs> For quite a bit of the movie. And at some point in the movie, Marsha Brady loses all of her hair. Right. And Sarah plucks one from her in the hallway. And you're like, yeah. Sarah is up to something kind of cruel. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. Sarah plucked her hair in the hallway. And she, Sarah, God bless her. She always had, like, really good comebacks. Mm-hmm. Like, she, so she plucks the hair. And Marsha turns around. And she's like, oh, you just plucked my hair out. And she's like, sorry, I thought I saw a bug. There is shampoo for that. <laughs> That's like, ooh, snap, girl. Okay. The reeds, honey. Uh-huh. Um, Library's open. Yeah. And then I'm at that point. So Roche, the, the bully loses her hair. And then that's like Rochelle's yeah, her kind of shocked. falling out. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was a weird thing. 
all of them had their little moment, I felt, except for Rochelle. Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't seem to change her anyway because Bonnie, jumping forward a little bit, her skin starts to clear up. She goes back in and it looks like the grafting is working. Like, they start pulling yeah. stuff and it's like her skin is clear as day, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And so Bonnie's big switch is that she starts, like, dressing up. She does her hair. She starts wearing makeup. She's, yep. like, you know, doing herself up. And so, like, that's a pretty clear change. Mm-hmm. Nancy. Nancy loses her mind. Uh, well, she, she like, does, but she oh, like sorry, becomes Nancy. an addict to the craft. I feel. Oh yeah, like. she's super addicted to the magic and the power because in that circle where they all said their little like spell mm-hmm. prayer wishes. Yeah. Um, Sarah wished for the boy that spread vicious lies that she banged him on the first night with a terrible lay to like her, which I yeah. took it with. I was like, ah, yeah. Um. <laughs> And initially I was like, oh, she's doing it to mess with him because she casts a love spell on him and he becomes, you know, her puppy dog, of course. Um, But in that circle, Nancy asks for all of the power of Manon to be instilled inside of her. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It doesn't seem apparent that that happens in that circle. Yeah. And then... This is where the order thing got weird for me of like or questioning her powers because I think she manages to like using magic. She has like a flare up where she gets really angry because her stepdad like hits her mom and then she kills him. Yep. But I think that's before she gets like super powered by Manon. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. That that was like after their first circle where like Sarah basically like initiated the powers for everybody, I think. But, right. Uh, right. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, that that part of the movie doesn't really make sense because the power levels and and what they're doing doesn't really match up in in the in the order of things. Right. Um and then near the end of the movie when all three of them are trying to kill Sarah they all seem to have a lot of power at once. And I don't know if that's because Nancy was giving the other two power, but I those think two... Nancy was giving the other two power. Yeah. I, I feel like we're telling this all very out of, out of the story. <laughs> Basically it's like Sarah gets the new school. She meets this boy who seems kind of cute. The girl, like the boy warns her about the girls. The girls yeah. approach her because Bonnie saw Sarah in class levitating a pencil. And yeah. They're like, that guy's no good. He sucks. Stay away from him. And also, like, want to be our fortune or coven. Yeah. Sarah joins the coven, still goes out on a date with the guy, predictably the next day, because she wouldn't sleep with him. He goes around telling everyone that she did sleep with him, which you find out happened to Nancy as well. Like, he went around telling her when Nancy sucked and was a huge slut. And they... So, like, the four of them become solid friends. They have this circle. They do their initial wishes, which is get rid of the bully, get rid of the bad feelings for Nancy's part, yep. rid of the skin thing, and make the mean boy love me. Yeah. Um, they have fun with that for a while. Then Nancy kills her stepdad. Yep. And then the obsessed boy winds up trying to rape Sarah because he's so in love with her, which I also didn't appreciate. I feel like this movie was implying that he was just so crazed with love from the spell. Yeah. That, like he couldn't help himself. And it's like, no, 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 he was still in charge of his own convictions. He just couldn't yeah. stop thinking about her. So at no point was he like convinced that he had to rape her. Um, 
At some point in the movie, though, they go to the the shop where there's like a like an elder witch lady, and she says to them because like the witch lady sort okay. of knows that they have the power now. Um, she says to them, "Everything you do comes back to you times three. Yeah. So I sort of feel like it wasn't like it was the spell in the sense that it was like a like a a backfire of sorts. Like this I, is like your he, karma. It was a backfire that he was like yeah. super obsessed with her because he showed yeah. her house at three a.m. It was not a backfire of the spell that he tried to rape her. And That's, I felt like the movie was very yeah. much trying to say that. And I yeah. Was like, ah, no. Like. Yeah, I think no. it's like. It was it was weird. It was definitely weird. <laughs> right, strange way to take it. But and I knew he was gonna die. So of course Nancy goes after him before she kills him. She does disguise herself as Sarah using magic and like yeah. sleep with him. Also a weird choice. Yeah, uh, I feel like a dude wrote that part. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I felt very much like I don't know where this is coming from. But uh-huh. anyway, she kills him. Yep. And Sarah's like, holy shit, you've taken this too far. Um, mm. And I think it was before that even where she was like, by the way, everyone's going too far with it. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry. They go before the rape incident or rape attempt. They go to the beach on a stormy night. They're going to do. Uh, oh God, what was it called? It's basically she, like a, not like a summon. seance, but like a summoning yeah. of sorts. It's a summoning. So they're like, all right, this time we're going to summon Manong. And the yep. witch in the shop is like, I don't think you should do that. And they're like, screw you. We're doing it. We're buying the book. And she just sells it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you let them in? I don't know. Whatever. Like, if you know what they're capable of. Go to the dark stormy beach. Nancy gets the power of Manong, which we know because she gets, like, yep. electrocuted by lightning. And then she's yep. walking on water. Yeah. Um, and she thinks it's like super cool. And then all of a sudden you sort of see the, actually not sort of, you definitely see the instant karma and like the, the, the consequence for their spell when you see a bunch of washed up sharks. And I think I saw a dolphin in one of the like, like farther shots. Um, maybe. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to, I, I was looking, I was like, did they kill a dolphin? Yeah. <laughs> but there's like three different, there's like a, Great, what looked to be a great white. My yeah, intense it, it was like a great white, a hammerhead, a, a tiger shark, and then like yeah. in the distance you could see a dolphin. And I was like, I have a problem with the dolphin being dead. <laughs> <laughs> like the sharks, I'm sad about, but not as sad as about that poor right. dolphin. You guys killed a dolphin for your mana power. Yeah, I mean, to their credit, the girls are like, oh shit, this looks freaky. Yeah. But, but yeah, they all start going a bit overboard, like, but except for Rochelle. That's what I'm saying. Circling back to that. Like, yeah. Nancy goes nuts with that. And then Bonnie is like walking around, just objectifying whoever and being kind of a jerk and like, yeah, he's really vain. Yeah. And Rochelle does not change. <laughs> like, nothing about Rochelle's life was different other than like she became a better diver because the bully like wasn't able to bully her. <laughs> Yeah. Because they're on the swim team together. They're on the diving team. Yeah, you're right. There really was no change for her character. Nope. Nope. She did not seem significantly impacted, which as the movie carries on gets weirder because once Sarah's like, hey, everyone, like, this is kind of going too far. Yeah. You kind of, after seeing Rochelle's reaction to Marsha Brady losing all her hair in the shower, I was like, all right, well, Rochelle's going to be with her because, like, clearly she's feeling this 
But then, like, she just inexplicably isn't. Like, it's not even like they have a moment where they're like, Rochelle, are you with her or us? Like, she just unquestioningly doesn't. <laughs> I mean, she didn't really have much of personality anyway, but, like, yeah. unflinchingly belongs with them, I guess, for the sake mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, definitely, there's definitely parts of this whole movie that just don't make sense or they don't really have, like, a point. Um, yeah, they never brought back at the very beginning twice. You see this, like, strange homeless man and he's, like, got He got hit him. by a car. Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, but did he die from that? They I mean, him get up. Did they? Okay. I they did. Maybe they didn't. Because like, I think the girls thought they killed him. Maybe he totally was just dead, dead. I thought he was dead, dead because they were they were all like, "Did you? Did you? I was thinking it. You were wishing it, right, but I right. actually did it." Like they so did. This is on the girls' first outing as a coven as four. Yeah, they are going through, I guess, like a sketchy part of town, and this same homeless man who showed up holding a snake at Sarah's door, like when she moved into her new house, yeah, is on the street, and he's like, "I've got a message for you. Hey, you were in my dream." And he, this is the part that I had to turn on the subtitles for. He says, I, I've been in touch with the man. But maybe he said, I've been in touch with Manon and I misread. I think he put the man though. Cause, well, then, at least that's what the subtitle showed me. At any rate, he's standing in the street. Sarah has just crossed it trying to get away from him. And the other girls are watching this whole thing. And yeah. all of them are looking at him really intensely. And then he gets hit by a car. And that's why they're like, oh, my God, we did that. We were thinking, like, we wanted it to happen, and it did. Like, holy shit, he deserved it, yada, yada. But I, yeah, I guess in my head he had really died from that. And I was like, they just never brought him back. But you're probably right. He probably did die. There was a lot of, like, murder without consequence in this movie, I noticed. Murder without consequence. You're right. There was a lot of... Yeah, if they were rewarded, when when Nancy kills her... uh, her stepdad, who they yep. do pretty happily imply deserves it, they yep. wind up like finding out that his ins- his life insurance policy has them covered for one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, and so that she and her mom start living large, which also cracked me up because I was like, "How much is one hundred and thirty five really going to get you in L.A. Like- in nineteen ninety six, though?" Fair, fair, fair. I did not look up what the inflation would have made that <laughs> today's money. I'm sure it was a lot like a larger sum of money in comparison. I'm gonna to, Google that now. I mean, because I want to know. Oh, for fuck's sake! I should show. Well, in 1996, I do remember they were still selling uh, chip bags, like the 25 cent chip bags. So. Oh my god. Feel- <laughs> okay, what is one hundred seven thousand dollars in 1996 for today's money? Um, yeah. Adjusted for inflation, it's that's nah, not that high. It's two eighty four. I mean, you can live a little bit nicer of a lifestyle. Oh, you totally could. They just show them getting, like, a high-rise condo. And I was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, did you look up the cost of a high-rise condo? Should I do that now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do that. I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, Too late, I'm doing (laughs) <laughs> no, no, carry on, carry on. I'm too uh, just to like move along, though, uh, we're gonna just like fast forward to the beginning because we sort of gave you guys a bunch of the movie, kind of in uh, not in order, but you kind of get the gist of kind of what's going on in the movie. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah, we get it, and you guys will too because you're gonna watch it after we watch it. Um, 
so the to fast over fast forward, um, Nancy gets really addicted to this magic that she's getting from Mana. Um, she convinces the other two to turn on Sarah because Sarah kind of already gave them like that the the like hey I'm not cool with the way things are going we should stop. Nancy took it as um, Sarah trying to leave the circle. She goes crazy okay. thinking she's like all powerful. Well, and um, we also we do see. Sarah separately try to do a bind on Nancy. She's like, yeah. trying to cast a spell to make sure that Nancy cannot cause harm to others or to herself. Yeah. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm to others and, and to yourself, right? That's Yeah, the, and harm to yourself or something like that. Harm to yourself. Um, and then Nancy, yeah, that was the catalyst to really push Nancy to try to go after Sarah. Yeah, Nancy uh, got real pissed about that. Yeah, and they tried to manipulate Sarah to think that her father was like on this plane crash. Um, well, they first, so first they approach her in the bathroom at school. And yeah. Like, you know, back in the day, if a witch abandoned her co- or betrayed her coven, like they'd murder her. Yeah. And she's like, oh shit. So she goes to the witch shop. Yeah, before she goes home, right? Because that yep. part really fucking got my goat. She goes to the witch shop. <laughs> Talk to the experienced nice witch. This nice yeah. witch is like, yo, you've got a lot of light in you. Like, the more than I've ever seen any other witch. Your mom was a witch, too. You just need to be brave. Here's how you solve this. Yeah. And instead of being like, oh, okay, sounds good. She's like, oh, no, Nancy's coming. I got to go run. And it's like, wait, why are you more afraid of Nancy <laughs> than you are of getting the solution from the witch who knows her shit? You also don't know, like, everything in the world about magic, like, when you're, like. You don't, just- but that's my point. You come to a person who clearly knows a fuck ton more than you. Why would <laughs> yeah. you leave her? Yeah. No, it, it made no sense. But, like, I I remember, I think there was, like, an explosion, and it freaked her out, and that was, like, the trigger for Sarah, Sarah to run away. So yeah. there was, like, some exactly. immediate danger, and she didn't know, like, her capabilities or what the other person did, so she ran away. Right. Um, cuts, cut to what, what I was talking about before, where they come to kill her after Sarah tries to bind um, Nancy, and then Nancy tries to kill her. Sarah finally finds the power within herself to step up to the, these three witches, and um, she binds Nancy from doing any harm on others and on her to herself. Um, we cut to later on the two come back to Sarah and we're like, "Hey, just want to know, like, do you have any powers still? Because like we can't do anything. Not that they ever showed them doing anything individually right. in the whole movie, mind you." Exactly. And they're like, oh, I guess, uh, and Sarah Sarah totally blows them off. And uh, uh, they're like, oh, I guess she never really had any magic. And then Sarah shoots a, like a lightning bolt from the sky and it almost hits them with this yeah, like, tree branch. Like, sorry, just a fun practical joke. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, super fun practical joke when you literally came and tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like you were trying to get me to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to come to my house and think we're cool. And then you're right. going to be like, hey, and, and you want like, to ask me to like help you do magic. Yeah. They're like, yeah. if you want to like chant sometime or form a circle or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't remember two days ago when you tried to murder me and, and you know, ruin my life. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we're kind of at the end of that movie, a few things. Number one. What would you rate this movie one out of ten? Like ten being the best, one being the worst. 
I mean, am I being like a snarky, serious film critic about her? No, just like anybody for the horror. Give it like a six. It was fun. Okay. Would you watch it again? Maybe, but I think I need a while. It's not something I want to see again immediately. Okay. I mean, um, was there like a highlight for you in the movie? And then was there anything in the movie that you like absolutely were not about? Um, the rapey dude defense thing really bothered me. Yeah. Um, especially cause they showed he was a jackass, like even before that. And just the fact like that whole storyline of her, like wanting him to like her even after that, not that there aren't sure. feelings surrounding boys yeah. and stuff, but it was still just like, this is not that good. It's not such. Um, and <laughs> I literally wrote in this, Rochelle, what the fuck is up with her loyalties? <laughs> Oh, it's like, it's, it's not, it's inconsistent. It doesn't uh, have. Well, no, no, it was because of that moment that I explained in detail earlier when it was like, oh, yeah. freaked out by the hair thing, but then she just like inexplicably. Oh. And for my favorite part, honestly, I think it was like every time Sarah had a witty ass comeback. Cause she had a lot yeah. of that. She was great. Yeah, she, had, she had a gay on her side. Somebody was <laughs> right in those lines. <laughs> Well, even, like, when she first gets approached by Chris, because, like, some boys said something shitty to her in French class, and he yeah. walks over to, like, make his move, and he's like, sorry about those guys, they're assholes, and she's like, well, you are the company you keep. And it's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite part uh, that she said was actually at the very end, and she's like, be careful, you don't want to end up like Nancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nancy in, like, an asylum, literally, like, yeah. chained to the bed with yeah. scratches on her face. Yeah, I mean, I she, think like can't do any harm to anybody, like or to yourself, and yet, like there she is, like flagrantly harming herself, kind of. Yeah. I mean, not because she's an institution, but like the scratches and stuff. I guess she isn't magically doing it. It's but. magically. I think it was a magical binding that. Yeah. 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 Um. So, I have some good news. Um, yeah. Since you love this movie so much, Kaylin, because uh-huh. you gave it a six out of ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what would you give it? I would give it like if if we're just like putting in the Halloween genre, I give it an eight. It has some legs. It's yeah. more interesting than most other Halloween movies because there's like a little bit more. Even though it's like about like an actual plot and like some yeah. issuey things to do with. They don't you know touch on it in a super profound way, but yeah. Anyway. Sorry. It's darker films. I'll give it a, an eight because I think it kind of stands like that, um, like in a more mature, but like respectable, but still not really realistic way. <laughs> it's complicated, but right. I, I, I actually love the craft. I try to watch it every year or so because it is so entertaining. And those one-liners are the the best. Like Sarah. are pretty great. Um, Sarah's a badass. I appreciate they made it her cool girl. Yeah, definitely. So I know you've listened to some of the podcast. Uh So you know one of our segments that's coming up, and it's called Ookie or Spooky. Yes. Do you need me to tell you what Ookie or Spooky means? Ookie is like thumbs up, spooky is thumbs down, yeah? Yeah, and that'd be like bad, icky, gross. Right. So. I'm going to just list, list these things off. If you have any particular feelings that you want to express beyond ooky or spooky, feel free. Go right. ahead. I just want to know kind of who you are, even though I do know who you are. <laughs> through All this right. little game. Okay. Right. Rocks. 
Uki. Uki? Okay. Yeah. Halter tops. Conditionally Uki. Conditionally? But, yeah, but like broadly speaking, Uki, I think. Okay. Ouija boards. Uki, if you know how to use them. I've never done a Ouija board. Okay. Um, they look like they could be fun. They also, I don't know. What about denim on denim? Like when you wear a denim shirt and a denim jacket and denim jeans? I think Uki, I think that can be done right. Okay. Like in a Ralph Lauren type of way. Like I wouldn't, I don't think you want like a a monochrome situation going on with sure. the denim washes. But yeah. I think if you have like dramatically different washes, that can look cool. Okay. A dating app. <sighs> I mean, fucking spooky, but spooky. I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend I'm not on hinge. Like, yeah. it's annoying, but yeah. here we are. Dog shows. Spooky. I don't know. I don't know what goes into the background of that. What the training situations are. Yeah. Um, I know the breeding world can get intense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Two party run governments. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Handlebar mustaches. Depends on who's wearing it, but uh, I'd say Uki. Okay. Uh, tongue piercings. On a personal note, for me, spooky, but like yeah. I'm not going to judge other people if they want to go with you with that. Throwing cell phones at your assistant. Spooky. That's terrible. <laughs> Just a little shout out to Naomi Campbell. What if I just gave like a really sad Uki? Uki. <laughs> who among uh, us? Who among us? Ass? If you are a listener and you would have said Uki, please comment on our Instagram page <laughs> underneath the episode. We want to hear you say Uki, I would throw the cell phone. Yeah. Um, what about not washing your hair for a week? I mean,. I don't know if I in good conscience can say spooky because I've definitely gone a week without washing my hair. <laughs> um, natural deodorant. Spooky. I mean, if you can find good stuff. I love the stuff I've got. Where is it here? It's called Woohoo. And Woo-hoo. it's excellent and it works really well. Woohoo. Okay. Um, I know people say good things about native. So for what that's worth, haven't tried it. Can't endorse it personally, but. Mm-hmm. Sharing a toothbrush with a guy. So say you spend the night at someone's house okay. and you. <laughs> I'm super anti toothbrush sharing. I know like a lot of people do that normally. I think it's gross. Yeah, no, I it's feel like, like you shouldn't do that. That's their yeah. bacteria in your mouth. And then the final one is witchcraft. I mean, again, kind of conditional, but ooky, broadly speaking. Okay. And that was Uki or Spooky. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Uh, thank you. Very I was fun. going to throw in Carol Baskin because I asked. <laughs> you asked I, Carol Baskin. Yeah. I'm like still bothered by Carol Baskin and cat suits and it's continuing like weekly. I, so I think that made some valid points. She yeah. I'm, valid. I, I'm so sorry for that terrible joke. Please edit that out. Um. Uh, <laughs> I think Carol Baskin spooky as a person, okay. but mm-hmm. I do take issue with the like that bitch Carol Baskin culture. I think that's really problematic in a lot of ways, and that yeah. people just like laughed at a lot of like the really obvious and hardcore misogyny in that show without stopping to consider that that's what it was. Yeah, and that frustrated me. 
so yeah, I, th- by that, or excuse me, that said, I don't think that she strikes me as an ooky person. Sure. <laughs> what I got out of that wasn't a great thing, but I certainly agree with Val's point about the, the, yeah, hardcore misogyny that came from that whole thing mm-hmm. towards her that I don't think was fair. <laughs> um, on a lighter note, though, um, what was your favorite Halloween costume you've ever worn? I, I think probably it was when I was in college. Um, I went as Rosie the Riveter, mm-hmm. and it was kind of before that costume got more popular. This was. 2009 Halloween 2009 and so it was a really fun night because like I put zero effort into this costume like literally I wore a red bandana and Mm -hmm. I think like a button-down shirt like didn't even have a jumpsuit on but we went to this party that night and everyone on I was like oh hey like we can do it yeah really fun night of that so it wasn't like an amazing costume as a costume, but like I had a good time. People recognized it. That was pretty fun. Yeah. You had a good, good memories associated with it, which is yeah. I think part of the answer. And, Absolutely. Okay. Cause I'm trying to think of like alternatives to that. And I didn't get to go out on yeah. Halloween 2016 because I it was the night before I left for my world trip. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like packing so mm. I had bought this this really amazing tutu from Beatniks. Like I found yeah. it at base Beatniks, which is a vintage shop uh, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and I was going to wear that out. Couldn't. So I was like packing in my stuff, but I put on my little tutu <laughs> to feel better about the fact that I couldn't go out. Um, and I've got this really funny picture of like me sitting in my bed sad because I can't go out for Halloween and I'm wearing this giant tutu and like packing all my round the world gear pretty funny so still haven't worn that one in public yet (laughs) yeah i can't wait to see pictures of this when it finally (laughs) manifests itself yes um so since you are a listener of the pod i think Uh you know what's coming next (gasps) my tarot reading your tarot reading um as I have said to everybody before, I read their cards. These are just sort of kind of like a, a map of the past, present, and future. Take it for what you will. Um, it's not like a complete answer to anything, but it, it does kind of guide you in a certain way. So you've had tarot readings before, right? I have, yeah. Do you do tarot, by the way? I I actually bought a deck this last week. Um, okay. I had it in forever like I don't I couldn't tell you if I oh I must have owned a deck before this I don't know what happened to it but sure. that's really pretty I like the art. <laughs> if you're gonna get a tarot deck make sure you invest in one that you think is pretty because it'll make you want to use it more right, so exactly and, and I have a really beautiful one too so I use it all the time now I did yeah Okay, so um, let's just dive in and let me know if any of this kind of resonates with you, kind of okay. helps with the, the reading a bit. Um, for your past, I mm-hmm. actually ended up getting the Ace of Wands in reverse. And this card actually is more so to dealing with um, emerging ideas, lack of direction. Um, this also can be distraction or delays that you were, you know, suffering in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Do you think that 
kind of lack of direction is like story of my life is it okay i hate it and i'm constantly like told my brother has like a spiritual teacher and i've done a couple of sessions with her and she's like you need to like let go of the fact that you can't predict what's going to happen for you <laughs> she's like you don't need to have direction and i'm like i hate not having direction i'm a very goal-driven person <laughs> sure yeah so yeah totally um, and the Ace of Wands usually just suggests that there's some sort of thing that was on the horizon, but you have some sort of self-doubt or, or uncertainty that is preventing you from moving forward um, in some capacity, do you think? That was that in the past or that's like now? In the past, in the past. So it caused you a delay of some sort because of your your the uh, because of of like the lack of direction that you were feeling or or experiencing in the time i mean quite literally so this is super downer but like my dad passed away from pancreatic cancer and that was a two-year slow burn yeah so that was a lot at the time obviously because a it would be for anybody but b there was such a like we don't know when it's gonna happen but we know it's mm. going to because that's the nature of pancreatic cancer and so like sure, yeah that was a mega uncertain i was trying to like base my plans off of that to whatever degree i could mm-hmm. but kind of couldn't and then once he did pass away i you know i went on that around the world trip but it was like a year later because i used some of my inheritance for that Sure. But that was a whole clusterfuck because it had to go into probate because my dad was a lawyer and he had a psychotic ex-client and it was a whole thing. Well, because even after he passed away, yeah, like my plans were still on hold while we were waiting to deal with his estate. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I said, it also could be with, as you also said about the purpose in life, you know, the struggle of finding what it is and, uh, how you can get to it without, you know, getting in your head about it. Um, so that was your past and it's kind of interesting because your present was a four of cups upright. And that actually has a lot to do with mediation, contemplation, and then real evaluation. So this is tied Mm -hmm. to... That is tied to the um, uncertainty that you might have felt, or it's tied to a setback that you had, and you're trying to actively, um, you know, move past it. Uh, this this card, when it's in your tarot reading, usually invites you to, accept, you know, have more opportunities flow to you. But for now, you're saying no and turning them away for some reason, and perhaps that's like because you're not interested in in the the prospects that you're given or the prospects that are given to you are just not something that you can get a certain answer from. So you're kind of uh, cautious in the moment currently to like, you know, make a fine decision. Do you feel that way or? To a degree. I mean, my more super immediate past was like most people, COVID just completely fucked the plans that I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. so, like, with that said, you know, I was supposed to move to Australia, and literally two days before that happened, the borders closed. Yeah. And back and went, guess I got to reroute. And then for the longest time, it was like a, you remember the beginning of lockdown? It was like a, how long is this going to be happening for him? What's going on? And, mm-hmm. and I feel like at this point, I finally released that to, like, I don't know, but clearly I'm here for longer than I thought I would be. So Yeah. So I'm trying to like lean into that a bit, like sure. fascinating job, and um, and I've repainted my because I'm in my mom's house, 
um, because I was planning to move. So all my stuff. So I like repainted my room here. Um, I bought the TEFL course teaching English as a foreign language, but I'm super behind on that. (laughs) Um, Have a lot more of that to do. Um, So I'm trying to mediate myself a bit, but I don't know how successful. And honestly, this card is just trying to tell you to use your discernment to decide what really is important to you in this moment and to not be afraid to decline new opportunities that don't align with your future path or don't align with like kind of what you're looking forward to for yourself or have expectations for. So it's a positive card. It's it's saying that you're... You're working through something. You're doing something right now, which is good. Um, and it, and it's tied to that. And then, which I find very, very, very interesting, um, because you are taking this time and not accepting every opportunity coming your way, and you're really being, uh, you know, you're being diligent about, uh, you know, only going towards the course or the goal that you have right now without accepting anything. Your future was really interesting because it was eight of wands upright. And this card has a lot to do with movement. It has a lot to do with uh, fast paced change, action, alignment, air travel. And for people who do not realize this, Caitlin is like world guru. She, she, she's been so many places. She's not afraid to say yes to a, a plane ticket. She's not afraid to meet new people. She's like that person who can go anywhere and make friends with anybody. And she's, she's awesome. <laughs> so when I saw, definitely afraid of stagnant. <laughs> yeah. But like when I saw this in your, in your card reading, I was like, no, I thought it was like this, this is a freaking joke. Cause that's your future. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if anybody would get this freaking card, it would be her because she's always like, you always have some sort of plan for the future, where you're going to go or what you're going to do. And air travel is just something that I would naturally co-align with you. So it's it's just strange (laughs) to me when I see like that card. It's funny because I actually recently have been like, I don't know, man, I've done the whole long-term travel thing twice now. And I yeah. loved it. I was supposed to do it a third time in Australia. It's a working holiday visa, um, sure. which I won't explain here, but I highly encourage anyone to look into that. Uh, although right now we're still kind of fucked because, you know, the border situation. But um, <laughs> but I was kind of thinking Australia is going to be my last, like, big, you know, jaunt before yeah. I start settling in somewhere. I've really been feeling like, I'm kind of ready to settle in somewhere, but that's also a terrifying thought for me because of my commitment issues yeah. <laughs> or fears surrounding that. Um, so yeah, to hear that I've got like more of that coming and big changes. I mean, I know that we're on the brink of big changes regardless, both yeah. on a global scale and like on a very local scale with my family. Again, it's just kind of like who knows with timeline stuff. Um, yeah. And in, in this card is super interesting just beyond just like what the the traditional associations with this card is because it's a really dynamic card. It's it's mm. con- containing a lot, of, a lot of high energy at a fast pace, which is saying that um, going forward, you're going to be able to reach goals faster than you ever have before. Like um, you, you'll be super busy, though, um, from this. So you might feel like life is moving faster than you can like keep up with at times in the future. So um, just be prepared 
to be on the go and to be doing your, you know, reaching your goals, but, um, not feeling like you're being left behind, even though you're going forward. Does that make any sense? I think so. No, I, I completely got that. Like, especially cause that's a place that mentally I've been before. Like, yeah, for sure. So you have something coming up. I don't, I don't know what it is. One of your plans is coming to fruition. Um, but I mean, that's the funny always thing a good is I don't sign. really have real plans right now. So <laughs> I'm like, what could that be? Well, I feel like you probably have something in the back of your mind. There's yeah, some some ideas. Day. Nothing that I would consider an actual plan, but yeah, an ideal idea, excuse me. Ruminations. Okay. Yeah. And this this card also just signifies rapid completion of anything that you put your mind towards. So whether that's traveling, whether that's selling, settling down, whether it's a certain boy on a certain dating app, um, completion will happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was your tarot reading. It was a very positive Thank one. Thank you. I like that reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anytime. I'm still, I'm still kind of a novice, so definitely don't judge too hard on that. Um, that was brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Um, so Caitlin, I know that you recently went on a pretty cool trip, correct? Yeah. I was in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Yes. So we're at the point in the podcast where I tell my guests that this is their time to shine and this is your time to shine. So do you have any socials or projects or or accolades that you just want to talk about to, you know, give yourself a little bit of shine at this moment, please tell the people. I have a really half-assed travel Instagram account because <laughs> it turns out it's like a lot of work to get those to grow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but those are like the prettier travel pictures, but I also don't post on that nearly as much slash like practically ever. Uh, but if people are interested in the travel photos, it's so much to see and it's so much to underscore the letter C. So, so much to underscore C. Uh, otherwise, my normal Instagram or my regular go-to Instagram is just at C Schwim, S-C-H-W-I-M-M. And so. there's some really pretty fall pictures. Yeah, I post even more good. of the travel photos just wind up on my normal account rather than my travel yeah. account. But I'll Follow both. Reminding <laughs> I, will, I will go to post in the travel account, too. Please do. They're, like, to gorgeous. To followers. <laughs> yeah. So, Spooks, what can I say? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you to my guest host, Caitlin, for lending her mystical energies to us. Thank you for having me. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at Spooky Ookie Podcast. Also, please share this episode with your friends, family, ghouls, ex-boyfriends, um, enemies. Share it with everybody, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's for everybody. It's not and for any- familiars, if you are a witch practicing or not yeah if there's witches out there like we welcome them if they want to like reach out to us for like a podcast where they want to talk about that representation yeah yeah um but until next time stay spooky